0: Welcome my friends to 1111 Calling. I'm your host Michelle Haynes and today we are going to chat with Alejandra Morse. Alejandra is a personal trainer and nutrition coach based out of Denver, Colorado and she's been a professional in the fitness industry for eight years and an active participant for most of her life. Her career began in teaching cycle, yoga, and group fitness classes and eventually evolved into personal training with a huge emphasis on pre and postnatal training and strength training and nutrition coaching for women. She's a certified personal trainer and certified nutritional coach through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. It is Alejandra's goal as a trainer and coach to deconstruct and break through the norms of outdated and unhealthy mindsets in the fitness and nutrition world that have really led us into a disordered eating, body dysmorphia, overtraining, and self-destruction. And she does that by educating and supporting regular mindset work and developing sustainable habits that empower us to be our best selves in body and mind. Welcome Alejandra. I appreciate you being here today and I'm really excited to talk to you about what it is that you're passionate about right now. Awesome.
1: Thanks for having me, Michelle.
0: You're very welcome. Um, So I always like to start with you just letting the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Like, hey, here's where I came from and how I got to where I am right now.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, um, Right now, well, I'll start with where I am right now. I'm I'm Alejandra Morse. I am a personal trainer and nutrition coach. Um, and I I am that through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, I wasn't always a personal trainer and nutrition coach. I've been in this industry for about I don't know, nine, eight or nine years now, which seems crazy because <laughs> I've done a lot of different uh trades up until this point in my life, but the one common theme is that I've always been in some type of service. I've always been in some sort of way, offering a service, helping somebody, um, or in some sort of creative aspect as well. So I'm almost 37 now. I'm a mom of two. I've (laughs) I've got a toddler. She's three. She's at school right now. And I have a preteen. She's 12. I think you know all about that.
0: I know. But when you say, first of all, when you said 37, I was like, what? (laughs) i met. Alejandra, I think you were 15 or 16.
1: I think I was 15 or 16. Yeah. And I was either working for the tattoo shop, I think I just started working for a tattoo shop at 15 and maybe doing a piercing apprenticeship.
0: It could be. Did you work at Urban Renewal?
1: Yeah. But it was also at the same time that I worked at Urban Renewal, which is where Michelle and I met. Yeah. Hair, you were doing hair. I was learning to do skincare. Yeah. Um, under other Michelle. Uh-huh. And, and so I was kind of in this, uh, similar but very different world of offering services. I could wax your eyebrows and give you a facial. And then I could also adorn you, um, with some body jewelry, but it's also in the piercing world is much more, uh, in depth than just adornment. You know, there's a bit Absolutely. of ritual and healing that comes along with it as well. So, um, didn't know that there was a theme between the two, but notice yeah. life that I've had this theme. It's like, I do end up in these different trades, but it's always ends up me being there to help guide someone or help them heal or something of that sort.
0: I hadn't connected those dots either until just now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're right.
1: <laughs> I gravitate towards it. And I mean, almost selfishly, it does benefit me as well to be in service, but it really lights me up to be able to help other people yeah. um, to find freedom because we get stuck in a lot of um, mental, uh, I don't know what to call it. Uh, prison sounds a little bit extravagant, but you know, we get stuck in these mental states. So I really love helping facilitate someone's journey through it. You know, I'm, def- I'm definitely not the cause uh, or uh, reason that somebody gets through something. I'm just there to
0: help them along the way. little bit of a guide so to speak a little
1: bit of a guide yeah
0: now with that uh going back to the uh you know working in aesthetics as well as in piercing did you know at the time that you're choosing to do those things to help or serve others in a way or was it just something that seemed interesting
1: yeah, I don't think that it was very conscious, that it was a very mm-hmm. conscious helping other people. It definitely seemed interesting. Uh my cousin Alicia owned the tattoo shop and she, you know, was like, Hey, I'm gonna teach you work ethic. Come work for my tattoo shop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you did work learn Oh work ethic shit, there. did I learn
1: some work ethic? Did it take me 12 years? Yeah. Uh but uh but it was a good start. And you know, I very much looked up to her and I wanted to be a part of her world and she almost, I think, didn't want me to be a part of that world, but it was convenient. And so she was like, Hey, my friend, Michelle V owns this, uh, hair salon. You should, you know, like you're good. I decided I wanted to go to beauty school the last semester of high school. And, um, she was like, that'd be a good fit. And they'll, they'll teach you the same, you know, work ethic and stuff. So she was kind of like guiding me to the salon. And then I just, I think eventually ended up gravitating more to the piercing world.
0: Yeah, that's what it seemed Um, like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it it just, it seemed very powerful. And I got, a lot of my life was involved there. I had relationships and friendships. Not that I didn't at the salon. It just, it took precedence, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: oops, like a very cool place to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then how did you shift from there to this? Well, you know,
1: people always talk about their rock bottoms. And I think it was that... It was that rock bottom that drove me into another area I had, um, towards the end of my time at the tattoo shop, gotten really in deep doo-doo with abusing substances, alcohol, toxic relationships. And I hit this bottom where I felt I had lost everything and I had totally lost control of my life. I was totally addicted, uh, to drugs and, um, had lost some very important people to me on like a, you know, a relationship level ball. So through death and, uh, I ended up in a women's home. Uh, I was 21 or 22, maybe. And I had had a hospital visit that sent me into that home. Somebody had asked me like, Are you, do you want help? And I said, yes, please <laughs> for the man, help me. Help yeah. me. I'm below the bottom. I felt like, yeah. And so moving into that women's home was kind of like the the segue. I had, um, I lived there for about four or five months. Um, and in that time, you know, we had group therapies and we went to meetings, and it, um, there were women of all ages. There was, you know, 18 year olds and there were 65 year olds, and mm-hmm. there were like all of us. I learned how to cook there. I never. <laughs> I had never learned how to cook. My mom was a cook. I was just stubborn, stubborn little cuss. I never let her teach me how to cook. But
0: <laughs> it's little- so funny because you love cooking now. <laughs>
1: I love cooking. I like love cooking. It lights me up. I come up with recipes. I like even my husband, uh, who you know we met eight years ago. He was like, you never. I mean, it, it's it's even gotten greater my love of cooking over yeah. time. but so my little uh like 65 year old roommate taught me how to cook salmon was the first thing I ever cooked on the grill. I was like so scared uh, right like, uh, you know I'm like 22 or whatever 21 learning these like life skills um there and so they also had us go to the gym every day and they were like you don't have to lift weights, you don't have to take a class you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You just have to go to the gym. So you can do whatever you want there, whatever you want. So I was like, great. Cause I hated working out. I thought <laughs> that was also very weak and I hadn't been very like fueling or taking care of my body or my soul at all.
0: Yeah. You know? That, that life be, force was a little dim at that moment.
1: Totally. And just very self destructive. So um, when they were like, yeah, you got to go to the gym, but um, you don't have to do anything. It was like cool it was a nice gym it was up in Longmont area or maybe I always mix up the L yeah -hmm.
0: Longmont Lafayette Lafayette.
1: Lafayette. (laughs) so anyways I would go to the gym and it was a nice gym and they had a jacuzzi in the locker room and I would go sit in the jacuzzi for an hour and a half
0: (laughs) that's my workout (laughs) I like that
1: Yeah, I know. And the director of the home was like, you know, maybe she was trying to encourage me to move my body a little bit. She was like, "Why don't you try a yoga class?" And I did, and it was like so hard. And I was so weak from all of like the the substance abuse and everything. I was just like starting to come back from feeling like a normal person, and um, hated the yoga. I tried a cycle class; it was super hard, and so. the locker room was like right next to the pool. And one time I kind of wandered out there and there was like a silver sneakers club doing, um, water aerobics, right. Mm -hmm. Super low impact, very challenging. Doesn't seem like it very challenging. So I actually hopped into a class. So into this, like four months staying at this women's home, I eventually started doing, I did the water aerobics class with the silver sneakers club. Um, Every time we went to the gym and I love the community, I loved my little old people. I was starting to feel stronger and it felt really um, exciting. You know, I was feeling healthier and just more like myself. Uh, so that's when we got started in fitness, water aerobics. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You know what? Because it takes a shit ton of courage to do that, especially when you're just feeling like weak weak emotionally oh. and, and yeah. weak physically and to and then to join in with this whole like I haven't been I've thought about it because I actually love water and I think yeah. that'd be a fun way to get exercise but then I'm yeah. like well now I am kind of an old person no,
1: wait. but wait. I'm like oh it'll be like
0: with <laughs> just old people you know but honest <laughs> to god I love all the older people I've taken art classes and it'll be like all these retired people and I'm like yeah they're freaking cool and they have the best stories and they're so yeah. kind. Like and they don't care. Yeah. They're no, not and... even there. Like, oh, yeah, come on in. And I know, right. Ralph brings cookies on Tuesday <laughs> and Joyce is going to be bringing some soup. And I'm like, I like this.
1: Yeah. I was actually just thinking about the story the other day because I was talking to my neighbor outside and she was telling me she goes to the Silver Sneaker Club um, at the Apex Center to work out and she loves it. And we were having the exact same conversation. Like, mm-hmm there's something about that age that is like, so welcoming. And, you know, they've got experience, and we're still figuring shit out. And uh, it's good to hear the stories and the perspectives coming from somebody who has that much experience. You know, our elders are super important.
0: I I agree Mm -hmm. 1000%. And I think that there's an element of they've gotten to the point of Kind of comfort and acceptance of yeah. who they are, and that, yeah. and and kind of shedding all the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think comes. It's like, yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm gonna just let yeah. that go. Yeah, and
1: that, them, right.
0: Yeah. So, way cool that that was your intro because. Didn't you used to teach yoga too? I thought. I did. So, yeah. From someone so, who hated yoga. How you Yeah, that? so it
1: kind of like came around so I was doing the water aerobics and starting to feel stronger in my body and at the same time I was also going to um like support groups, like 12 step groups. And there was a lot of dharma in the 12 step groups. Uh I found a really great community there in it um and I I had really liked the Dharma. It, and I, I don't know what else to call it. Um, but you know, the spirituality that I had a serious deficit of. I was um starting to come more open to it. I think you and I are similar. We grew up in like a Catholic Catholic families, and we went to Catholic Church for yeah. I mean, I went to church two times a week until I was in high school,
0: yeah, so I, basically the same because I was yeah. in Catholic school from first grade to twelfth grade, and we had to go to church.
1: Yeah. All during time.
0: school. And then my family yeah. went to church every Sunday yep, and it was something I remember in second grade, I, I can't like put into words, like what I was thinking in my head, but essentially was this doesn't make sense to me It doesn't yeah. feel right to me or for me. And yeah, yeah, I just knew. And it's not like, I'm not bashing on people who that is their faith. That's same beautiful for them. And that's their yeah. choice. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. I just knew for me, i knew this isn't this isn't what i believe i didn't know what i did believe and i'm i still like of course yeah. will yeah. always be figuring that out but um i knew it wasn't that but yeah. i i am grateful for it because it gave me a, a starting point to for look sure. at spirituality
1: totally i believe that spirituality is super important and powerful so i i have the same feeling as you i just got to a point where i was like mm, i don't know if this is the one yeah. something feels off and there was some holes in the story that i didn't align with and you know from there i explored buddhism and then atheism i just went from one extreme to the next but um so i was a little bit uh apprehensive to take on some spirituality first starting it's a big theme of of Starting to know yourself is getting in touch with something that's greater than yourself, right? That name's common in the groups um, for sure. but in spirituality as well. So I was a little resistant to it, but started figuring out that my relationship with some sort of spirituality didn't have to look like the way that I was kind of told that it had to look.
0: Yeah, right? I think um, the resistance, like for me, because I was so anti that, Mm -hmm. anything like the word spirituality equated Mm -hmm. to religion Mm -hmm. and I think and the the kind of dogmatic sense of religion is what I was resistant to but at some Mm -hmm. point I was able to kind of let go of that and realize Mm -hmm. spirituality I guess is just that finding that that place where you understand your soul's connection to the greater whole Mm -hmm. a higher power which for Mm -hmm. me I think we are we -hmm. are one in the same of that higher power Mm -hmm. you know but but that there is something bigger than just this right now right here absolutely
1: it's like a sense of humbleness but not um I don't know I'm not sure I actually haven't verbalized it in in quite a while it's good to kind of verbalize it but um but yeah it somehow through that became a little bit more Uh, comfortable for me to accept and I was more I had like reached this point where nothing I was doing was working so I was like Mm. okay maybe I should try maybe I should give it a chance so there was like a bit of that spirituality in the groups and I I gave yoga class another shot I think probably at that gym um because I was feeling stronger and it was still hard but then I started hearing these same like sort of lessons or Mm -hmm. prompts rather for thought that was in yoga were in the groups and i was like this is cool Mm -hmm. so i can get a little bit more of this mindset or um i I keep calling it a prompt like an invitation to Mm -hmm. to think about or process whatever the theme is by going to yoga as well so it was like a very nice supplement for my my self-healing journey Mm -hmm. um I mean, after that point, I don't, It definitely wasn't all roses. Like anything, progress is never linear. Right. So I Mm -hmm. started smooth healing. And then, you know, I hit some row bumps and come back up, row bumps and come back up. And what, what a beautiful analogy for life.
0: (laughs) I do. I, I use something (laughs) similar like waves. So like waves rise. And I feel like you can ride that wave for a bit when you're in that yummy space mm-hmm. and then the wave is gonna come down and crash and roll and there's yeah. you know that's a you know shit happens in life moment yeah but tr- trusting that being with that and knowing you will that wave will come up again yeah. and I think that's life that's, yeah that's the process there's no I'm done like, yeah oh you know, and, and maybe unless you like reach nirvana and you're, like <laughs> another Buddha yeah. or something, but yeah. I do think for humans and our consciousness and the growth, the whole point is that, that, that yeah. process of ups and downs and learning. And, and that's just how it goes.
1: Totally. Exactly. There's, um, there is a Buddhist monk who I got into around that time. Her name is Pema Chodron, and I'm not a Buddhist, but you know, everybody knows yeah. Pema, I feel like, and if you don't Google her, yeah. uh, on <laughs> but I think that it's her and I think it's on, it's like some book that I was reading about, um, man, I always mess up the title, but it's like called like when shit hits a fan, but
0: like, in a yeah, Buddhist- I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. And-
1: and I think or it's either it's that like one when or,
0: things fall apart or something. When things
1: fall apart. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: It's either that one or living beautifully. And basically, she says, you know, like the only thing that is guaranteed in life is its impermanence. So, yeah.
0: there, you, there you, go. you have it. <laughs> Boy, she summed that up nicely. Why couldn't have I done that?
1: <laughs> I know, right? But, um, but yeah. So, after getting into yoga for a while, I, uh, I started working at this gym. I was, um, at that point, a single parent, um, living down South and, uh, I had, I, I had done a trade. Like I off, I didn't have any money, but I really wanted to be a part of a fitness community, like take classes. Um, and I didn't know how to afford it. So I worked at a jewelry shop down in Rhino and this gym was close. And I asked them, you Know can I do I'll clean if you know you give me a membership. So we worked out a trade. So I did like a weekly cleaning, I we cleaned the bikes, the spin room, and vacuumed and wiped down the mirrors and stuff. And they gave me a membership, um, which was great. So that's I awesome. went, yeah, I was in there full time, all of a sudden doing cycle classes, doing you know, yoga classes, and I eventually made my way into a teacher training there. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and that's where I started learning about teaching fitness. Um, and I started with teaching yoga and cycle now in that world I did. It it was funny. My addiction turned up in a different way. Mm -hmm. It was very easy to justify because it's health and wellness, you know, Uh, but I'm exercising and I'm eating not a lot. Uh, and I ended (laughs) up (laughs) with an eating disorder. Um, but you know, it became very much about how I looked, um, mentally how I felt, because it felt like good medicine, you know, mm-hmm. but it was to the point where I was teaching 15 classes on a cycle a week plus five more yoga classes. So I was like severely overtraining. Yeah. Um, and there was a point where uh and, and severely under eating, you know, I used the paleo diet which is uh, basically like whole foods and um, meat heavy restriction as a, as an excuse to, to very much eat less because I was dropping weight and I was like virtually disappearing. Mm. Um, And so at the time when I was in it, I was like, but this is healthy. This is healthy. This is healthy. And I didn't really understand that I was just moving through that same um, Mm -hmm. mindset that I was when I was in like the throes of addiction with, uh, you know, substances was like the same thing just redefined so um how
0: how many years into sobriety was that at this that point
1: was let's see
0: maybe four four. Maybe four years and were you still getting any kind of therapy at the time or still involved um, in 12 steps or just kind of dedicated to this new work
1: The fitness took over for sure. I was dedicated to the new work. I stayed in 12 steps for about three years. And then I kind of felt, you know, I was like, okay, I got this other stuff. Like I got this stuff. And I still keep in contact with some of those people, but I have not been to a meeting in a a long time. It's been 12 years since the beginning.
0: I was just thinking, cause like, you know, you were saying you kind of plugged into a different type of addiction. And Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me, like my understanding is that, addiction usually is a running from or an avoidance of Mm
1: -hmm. something.
0: So had you figured that out at that point? You know, I mean, had you really gotten to the meat of it? Like, oh shit, like, what is it I'm either avoiding looking at running from or trying not to feel?
1: I hadn't figured it out at that point. It was very, it felt like very novice. And I had I mean, eventually one day I figured out it was relationships also right before the fitness. It was, uh, it was relationships before the substance. It was relationships, toxic relationships, um, with people, which it, it was the same, like trying to not feel the feels, you know, it used mm-hmm. to be kind of like a funny joke. It's like, I don't want to feel that I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna yeah. like that away, or I'm just gonna, you know, right. love that away, or whatever, even on a, uh, subconscious level, um, saying that, but, um, but no, I think that I had been working so much and teaching so much. Um, and I was like dating a few people and it kept like crashing and burning really quick because it would like go too fast and then crash and burn go too fast, crash and burn. Um, I was sick for like a long time, like ill. Um, hmm. and I was like, dang, am I, what? this feels opposite of healthy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what was the sick from? Was it from, um, kind of overworking your body or was it emotional shit showing up as
1: as something as- else? Good yeah. point. I'm not sure. I looking back on it now think that it was overtraining, but I would agree with you hundred percent that it was probably emotional or, or mental as well. Yeah, as physical. I just think that those things come hand in hand. That's how the body works. Right. Yeah. Everything's connected trauma and all of that um, is all connected. So, you know, eventually I had met my husband and it was like the first time I felt like I was in a relationship that didn't give me like anxiety of extremes. You know, Mm -hmm. it was never hot or cold. It was consistent. Um, And it was like understanding and compassionate um he was always really good I had you know my daughter at that time she was maybe four or five and if something came up with her you know I'd have to go get her he never like pressured me to not or made me feel guilty about having her as my priority mm-hmm. which I had never experienced before which saying out loud sounds like kind of fucked up. yeah
0: well <laughs> that's not you fucked up that's other people fucked
1: well, up. you know but that was what I gravitated towards was like yeah
0: being- why were you choosing that yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: totally did it it freak you out like your husband at the time he wasn't your husband but were you like wait a minute this guy's like kind and mature and understanding (laughs) and has emotional maturity were you like what do I do with that or or am I able to match that like did that go through your head
1: a little bit a a little there was a little piece of me that was like almost like you know this is like good and it, it feels different to the chaos because the chaos is what you're used to. I guess I kind of more had to be like give myself reassurance like this is okay. Yeah. Let's okay. try
0: this for a change.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> let's try this. Let's check this out. And here we are 8 8 years later. Yeah. We're, we're getting I mean like we're in a sweet spot. We have a little another little kiddo. We got a pretty cool little family group going on awesome. right. Now. We make a good team. I love that. Um, yeah. So feeling like I wasn't very healthy. I was like, man, I need to keep evolving. And like, I need to do some work and like, figure out what I'm actually doing here in this industry. And Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving that place that I was working too much in. Um, I managed a cycle studio. And that was a really cool experience. Um, And I was there for a couple of years and then decided that through, you know part of the fitness uh, industry. And I think a lot of industries are like this. They really promote continued education. Mm -hmm. It's not like you get a certification and then you just ride that for the rest of your life. You're like, you actually are required to maintain some um, CEUs, which are uh, continued education credits to maintain your personal training certificate or certification. So it was like constantly getting more and more information and in that more information found that strength training was like starting to get this like attention, like strength mm-hmm. training, at least for women. Uh, I think it, it always had attention for men, but strength training for, for women was starting to like be highlighted as something that was like super beneficial, even more so than cardio on cardio on cardio. Uh, So I really wanted to get more into strength training and I feel so long ago. I can't even remember, but I started working for the rebel workout, which was on South Broadway, uh, and, uh, they started teaching me how to train in strength training and eventually got my personal training certification alongside of the yoga and the the cycle, um, and started taking clients for personal training there. So
0: what attracted you? What was it about the strength training that really resonated for you?
1: man, do you know, I mean, there's just this feeling of like confidence. Um, and, uh, I almost want to say like clarity, but that's not really the word for it, but definitely like this feeling of confidence that came along with the strength. Like, yeah, I, I, that was tough. And I did that.
0: Um, empowering in a sense.
1: Yeah. Empowering. And then also, you know, at the beginning, just, I feel like a lot of people who get into fitness are like, like I had mentioned it before concerned about the the um uh the looks aspect the what's mm. the I'm looking
0: for? yeah I, well oh, you look. your physical yeah <laughs> your physical yeah, the physical
1: yeah the physical appearance
0: um which I was thinking when you were talking about like it, the strength training being focused on more for women all of a sudden because I think so for so many years it was about being long and lean yeah. Right? like yeah. tightening things and yeah. shrinking things and shrinking. don't bulk up for yeah. god's sake like I you know. don't want to muscle mass you want to yeah. muscle tone you know and i yeah. think there's a time and a place for each of those depending yeah. on what it is you're trying to achieve but i do yeah. think the emphasis was on that tightening and shrinking
1: totally. to achieve and, a certain look and still there's a lot of us that are stuck in that thinking right now like get smaller get smaller be smaller mm-hmm. um and i just want to like totally crush that a lot mm-hmm. of people think too that look like we're doing air quotes here since if you're listening yeah quotes, <laughs> long and long and lean means like tinier weights and that you can have like a a long lean muscle from doing this certain type of movement but really strength training and muscle building are going to give you that air quotes again long and lean appearance but um but that's not what I'm about. I, I definitely have been to that point in the fitness industry, trying to help somebody get ready for like feeling like they need to get ready for their wedding, feeling like they need to be smaller for their vacation or whatever. I've been there and and I, I'm not criticizing that thought process either, but now I'm to the point where when I train women, I don't want the, the physical appearance to be the the main highlight like yeah, i focus. promise you if you focus on on just listening and feeling better the rest falls into place right um i'm making it less about the appearance and and more accepting like it sounds a little hippie and woo woo, but that's where i'm at like all bodies are are acceptable and worthy right? right you're worthy of eating food there's no food that you're not worthy of eating we've just gotten so washed and um Toxic to this point where it's like a hard place to find balance in, in my industry. Um, so that's where I am today. Trying yeah. to help people really release from like the trap of trying to be smaller, trying to be thinner, um, trying to hit this one number that they feel on the scale is going to automatically fix everything internally.
0: You know, Well, that was my next thought. It's like, <laughs> how much of this is less like truly about physical or maybe feeling stronger and, um, being stronger and able to like function better in your body and right. how much of it is also tied to strengthening the strengthening your self-worth oh, and whoa, and so the emotional bad. part. Right? Yeah, like,
1: absolutely. when well, we coach, so I'm a part now I am a part of, um, an online group of coaches there are about eight of us we're all women but we don't only train women we do train men as well what we teach uh, is like these pillars of uh, like kind of importance of like which which um makes the most of a difference right nutrition is is usually up top there um mindset Mm -hmm. it doesn't go like lifting nutrition mindset it's like mindset and nutrition are up on top Those are going to make the most difference after that comes your, your neat, which I think if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably, or on Facebook, you've heard Mm -hmm. me talk about neat, which is an acronym for um, non-exercise, non-exercise thermogenesis activity. It's basically like how you fidget in the day. If you get Mm -hmm. up and go to the bathroom, so it's movement that you make, that's not exercise. Um, that makes a big difference in your health or wellness. You've probably heard some buzz about people talking about how you can walk to get healthy, walk to get healthy. They're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And then the lifting comes, strength training. And we say, you know, that's like the, uh, that's the icing on the cake. If you can get to that, so it's, it's not going to hinder you to not do it, but it will help you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then if you want to add in cardio, that's the cherry on top. That's like the last lever to that health and wellness. Right. But yeah. the other stuff is super way more important. If nothing changes m- mindset wise, nothing changes.
0: Right. That, I mean, now thinking back to like, yeah, you were exercising like a mofo, right. But right? you were yeah. so unhealthy, so unhealthy. <laughs> emotionally and physically, yeah. and then it manifested in disease, illness, not feeling yeah. good. Yeah. So- right. That's so right. interesting.
1: It's kind but of I- crazy. And I like you, it's cool to talk about and look about your, your life. And it's, I, I love having the experiences and mm-hmm. having gone through all of that, I can recognize it, or I can give some people, you know, Hey, this is my, this is what happened to me. So let's see if any of that mm-hmm. resonates with you. Maybe we try this instead. Um, I think that that's the big piece of the service industry is being able to help others with your. Um, with your own personal past experiences, there's a little Absolutely. bit of that whole step group leaking through my world.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the that you know that saying the wound is the way it yeah. it does continually like take you on your journey if you allow it, and I think that um having all of that as part of your history makes you relatable.
1: Yeah. Well, we all are so human. You're right. But there is, I don't know about you, but for when I needed help, something that felt the most comforting for me was like, when somebody was like, oh yeah, I felt like that too. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. it like, it it like um, pulled me so vigorously out of this victim mentality. I was like, yeah, other
0: people go through this.
1: Yeah. You know? Where when you're in the trauma and the hard stuff, it feels like you're alone and you're the only one.
0: Yeah. And, and the shame and all the shit that goes along with that, Mm -hmm. you know, for sure. Man. So where do you think, like, do you have your eyes set on other things you want to learn? Like, I just keep, as we've been talking, think about like all these tools you've added to your tool belt through life experiences and through overcoming those life experiences and, curiosity and learning new things you've you know have this awesome little tool belt you've got with you like what is it that you want to add to your tool belt at this point
1: Uh, um well that's a good question i I am right now just open to continuously educating myself and evolving i think that um i i wouldn't want to like ever stop growing you know um in my industry right right now where I am seems to be a really good fit. Nice. I feel, you know, I feel challenged sometimes and, but I mostly feel like I'm doing some good, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it's crazy how everything's evolved. Like I was working in a gym and now I'm not working in a gym at all. I don't train mm-hmm. bodies in person at all anymore. And not cause I don't, want to I, I i definitely miss it sometimes um you know when everything started to shut down the gym that i worked for that i loved so dearly went out of business mm-hmm. and so i just eventually migrated to doing this online thing and i kind of found my groove here mm-hmm. my my little one's 3 she's in preschool like we were talking like i have to go get her after this it's only like 3 hours a day for 3 days a week so it's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of me time and maybe that might evolve you know When she gets into kindergarten, maybe I might go back into working in the gym because I just, I love, I love helping people get to that feeling of feeling stronger, more confident in their bodies. That feeling of like, of abundance, you know, Yeah, helping them get abundance. Like a lot of people come into the industry or not into the industry, but into health and fitness. And they're like, we were talking, okay, how can I get skinnier? And I'm going to cut out gluten and I'm going to cut out dairy uh, and I'm gonna, um, you know, make sure I'm not doing X amount of hours of TV a day. Like they come in here with this list of oh. things they want to subtract. Right. So we flip the script and we're like, okay, well, how about we look at it in a different way? Like, how can we add up maybe just some more greens to your diet? Or how can we add, you know, some more strength into your life? Um, and then also, you know, manage stress, which is also a big part of it, I think. Huge. That's all under, underneath the uh, mindset piece, yeah. And you know, when people talk about stress, they automatically think they're like, okay, stress equals, you know, taxes, let's say, or bills, or work, or you know, responsibilities like that. But stress is so much more all encompassing. It's about how you fuel your body, like what mm-hmm. foods you're putting in it, um, the activity that you that you make. So which in the example of me overtraining, I was mm-hmm. adding so much more stress to my body that I yeah. that I wasn't aware of. Um, and right. So, and sleep. Oh, I'm so glad you said huge. that. Sleep is so huge, and we all struggle with it so much. Why is sleep so hard? I don't. Know. <laughs> it know. is hard. I don't know.
0: Huge. There's I'm so, so many glad you know But it's yeah. um, God. It, the lack of sleep creates massive amount of stress in your life. You know, oh. even just. From a cortisol perspective, you know, yeah. that, that stress hormone. Yep. And so like when you're saying, when you think about these things that are quote unquote stressful,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, just think about like what activities or lack thereof or thoughts or lack thereof actually affect cortisol, the stress hormone in your body. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to look at it. And I think sleep or lack thereof, actually the lack of sleep is so huge on so many areas of health.
1: I'm so glad that you brought it up because that's, I I feel is like the new shining star in the fitness Mm industries in the fitness world is like people are finally realizing how important sleep is. And you really don't a lot of people especially who I work with like don't even realize it until they get a good night's sleep. They're like, "Oh my god, I've been feeling like this." Mm-hmm. And just getting a good night's sleep leaves me feeling like so much better and replenished and you know, alive. Uh they're like, "Whoa, mind
0: blown." But I yeah, like thinking clearly like mm-hmm. not feeling scatterbrained. I mean, sleep.
1: Yeah. Thank I think you. that society has a lot to do with that too, though. Cause it's almost like glorified if you're like, if you're, if you've worked so hard, you're so tired, but you're not giving into it, you know,
0: or look how productive I can be.
1: Yeah. Look how productive we have 24
0: hours. If I can only sleep five and can be super productive in those others, like that's success. No.
1: Actually, no. not. <laughs> You're doing yourself so much more damage.
0: Yeah.
1: um Yeah. Or you know, like resilience is a weird word mm. to because yeah, like yes, we do. We want to. We go through hard stuff and we come out even stronger, and you could say that's resilience. But like, also, is resilience a front for just like, <laughs> muscling through some shit and pushing other shit to the side, or or putting up a face? You know, not really yeah. actually dealing with
0: what's underneath so this is super kooky um I've had a couple of things like with past life stuff right and I I have worn my like strength my toughness my resiliency has been Mm -hmm. like my identity my whole life Uh and it was through like this past life experience thing that I did in a workshop with I think it's Brian Weiss or Brian Weissman. I always mess up his last name, but he's the Mm -hmm. one many lives, many masters, or, you know, he's a past life guy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, but you don't need to have to, I am repeatedly choosing things to have to overcome and show my strength, which Mm -hmm. has made me miserable, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if I didn't have to have all that in my life to know that I am strong, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't need a shit storm to overcome to prove that you are awesome. Like yeah, what if you absolutely. can choose to have like peace and all these other wonderful things that aren't struggle to overcome? Yeah. And it was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> game I love changer. And it's still hard knowing that, understanding that. It's still a struggle. It's so yeah. crazy. it but takes, I
1: think... yeah, it takes so much work to get out of these patterns and habitual mm-hmm. like reactions that we've developed. And yeah. just like we had mentioned before, you know, it's like a few steps forward, a few steps yeah back. Five steps it, forward a few steps back.
0: it is. It's like breaking muscle memory, but I think that starts with the awareness
1: exactly. as as long as you have intent and you're, in you continue awareness versus shelving it, which is like a big one for me, shelving it. I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it mm-hmm.
0: later.
1: And all of a sudden it's like banging on your front door. It's, it's like, like you'll deal with
0: me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you ready? Cause I am. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But
1: people don't give enough weight to like how important acceptance and um, just even awareness is yeah. as a first step. Absolutely. Journey of, of shifting, you know?
0: How is it for you being, okay, so you're a woman who's in this realm, who's been through all these experiences, who has two daughters, Mm -hmm. two daughters who are in very different stages of their life. Where are the challenges for you showing up and living this, which you know, and modeling it for these two young ladies?
1: Man, well, I'll tell you that I try to be hyper aware of my verbiage when it comes to uh, exercise and and food.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I think that's only one piece of it, you know, of everything that they'll be exposed to. But um, also parenting is like a great reminder that you were just the guide.
0: And Mm
1: -hmm. uh, (laughs) you're just the guide. And um, I, I tell this to my other coaches a lot too, like, especially if we're you know, we're bouncing ideas off of each other and maybe we're struggling to help guide this one client. I'm like, you're just, you're planting the seed uh, yeah. and it's not your job to grow that seed. It's that's the, it's their plant, right? So they're going to nurture it how they see fit and you can just keep planting the seed and that's all the best that you yeah. can do. The best is that you have to be open and understanding that they're their own individual person and they're going to create their own journey.
0: Yeah, they, they are definitely on their own journey and I think <laughs> To add to that metaphor of the giving them the seed or planting the seed, teaching them how to make their soil fertile yeah, so that the seed can grow, right? Yeah. And that is the nurture yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, so that you have that seed of intention that can, has a healthy space in which to, to grow and blossom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Be. And then while you are, you know, trying to kind of help somebody else get and see that um and learn that you know you really have to it's it's almost um cliche but you really have to take care of yourself you know mm-hmm. first and practice those same principles yeah. there's like there's that one part in a uh, fight club I don't know if you've, it's been a while since you've seen that movie right they're like yeah they don't me they're like looking at the airplane manual I actually can't remember the scene in depth right now but it's like you know you have to put your air mask oh yeah yeah Otherwise everybody else is going to die if you're trying, or you're going to die while you're trying to help everybody else. You know, I know. So think- I
0: remember the first time flying thinking, what you're going to like take care of yourself before your kid. I was like, oh yeah. Cause if you pass out, cause you can't breathe, you can't take care of your kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, so it perfect like, so cliche, but, and very like obvious, but like, we don't, you know, we don't think about that. Um, so yeah. So I try to practice all these things that I, that I preach. Mm-hmm. To um, you know, I exercise, but I, I try to maintain a healthy relationship with exercise, like um, be okay with taking rest days, which are really good and important for your uh, healing and recovery, and also for your strength gains. Um, being okay um, with going with the flow, having a plan, but um, relaxing into the idea that I don't have control of everything. Yeah, um, surrounding the verbiage of food again, like with abundance, or like what this particular food does for us how it makes us feel and versus how it makes us look yeah. um you, you know uh you know does this does eating this you know help me uh, feel better or does it make me feel worse and usually if I like eat a lot of it yeah it'll it'll make me feel worse if it's something but I don't limit you know foods in my house I buy bags of Cheetos I buy, I buy some of the stuff we sprinkle them in um yeah. It's about that balance, you know, um, I'm not saying that Cheetos are the healthiest, but I know that in the cases that I like restrict, 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 and then I come into Cheetos because Cheetos are fucking good. Yeah, I'm right. Eat, I'm happy Cheetos if I never eat them, you know, Right. so a lot of times, you know, my kids are not my clients. I, I was thinking about my clients again, I'll like encourage somebody to, you know, have ice cream once a week and yeah. start to develop like a better relationship with food um so that it's not like on a moral realm like it's not yeah. better it just is and sometimes it makes me feel good and sometimes it doesn't make me feel good yeah. so I try to preach all that stuff at home too but you know I'm always we're always in practice
0: that's true yeah. <laughs> well listen lady I love you so much I you've always been one of my favorite people and Thank I you. just enjoy I, I just enjoy seeing you on your journey and I know how much you care about what you're doing and it it is joyful to watch you in that process so I appreciate you sharing this with with our listeners today and in closing um if you can give words to encouragement for people who are maybe just feeling uh not confident in in trusting you know I the show's all about like when you get a hit and something's calling to you just to have, trust it, even if it doesn't make sense and have the confidence to step in that direction. So mm-hmm. do you have any words of encouragement for someone who's just maybe not trusting that?
1: Yeah, and I think that I'm full of like little quotes, aren't I? It's just so you can tell that I like Bring
0: like,
1: it. Um, but like it's all or something is always going to trump all or nothing. Even if you were afraid just a tiny step in that direction is going to make the biggest difference um you know I I think that sometimes I didn't know where I would end up but I just kept going yeah. and and right now I feel pretty groovy about where I am now That's um awesome. <laughs> so so keep keep at it because a little bit counts a little bit counts I think that the all or nothing mentality is like washed us up so we're like I'm scared I can't do it I won't yeah you know and I won't and I'll freeze
0: it's so like eating, eating this- an elephant one bite at a time or something
1: yeah though kind of yeah, the no, like littlest step I swear it sounds so cliche but it, it does it makes the biggest difference like I'm trying to think about how to relate it and like maybe it's just uh, the, the first step you you you're reading a little bit about what you're interested in in that direction that you want to go in maybe that's it you're just kind of educating yourself that's the littlest step and you do that for for months and months and months and then maybe the next step is you start taking some educational courses in whatever it is that you want to go in it can look as tiny as that and it can go as slow as that and it can go as forward progression or backward regression as it needs to yeah. but um, whatever it takes is what it needs to take
0: Thanks, lady. Thanks for listening in today, folks. I hope that you found our conversation with Alejandra to be helpful and inspiring. I've known Alejandra since she was a teenager, and she is just such a beautiful person to be around. She's always had a special place in my heart. And I love that she and I were able to connect like this today and that we get to share in each other's journey through life. I feel it is an honor and a privilege to know her. And I hope that you were able to take something from today's conversation and bring it with you forward in life. And if not in life, then just for today. And I hope that you will utilize it for your highest good or for the highest good of others. If you'd like to learn more about Alejandra, you can connect with her online on Instagram and Facebook at Alejandra Morse. You could also find her on theelementalcoaching.com. All of these links will be in the show notes. Again, I thank you for being here with me today. If you like what you hear, please share with friends or family. You can share on social media. You can subscribe or follow on your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating and review. Thanks again, folks. Much love to you all.